2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here, the most energetic I've ever seen. Big Randy here to my left. Hello, Solly. Namaste, everybody. Tron
3: Carter is here. Hello. Just coming down off that... Daniel Summerhays playoff.
2: There was a lot of golf played today. DJ Pie is here.
1: Hey, just coming down off of uh, the pizza that Tron ordered. It was great. Do I not, haven't had pizza in weeks. Don't
2: you dare shout out the brand on that.
3: <laughs> Donato's. Uh, Donato Donato's They came <laughs> no, to Jack's speech. No,
2: no, no, no. uh, last week on the show, I mentioned that it felt like my irons were flying a bit further thanks to the new 2020 Chrome Soft golf ball. I couldn't tell you why. Uh, thankfully, one of the Callaway golf, uh, golf ball R&D guys was listening heard me say this uh, and actually left us a message on the trash line to help explain why that's happened. Can I play it for you guys? Please. That'd be great, man.
3: Hi, Soli. This is Nick Yance from Callaway Golf R&D.
2: Listening last week, I heard you think your irons are going farther with the new Chrome Soft. That is, in fact, what's happening. It's real. Those distance gains are coming from a larger core and a thinner cover in the new ball, which combine to give you faster ball speed and a higher launch angle. Just thought you'd like to know. Uh, big fan of the show, and enjoy the new ball.
1: Cheers,
3: Nick. Long time, uh, long time, first time. You know, he said something that I noticed. What's that? He said farther. Do I say it wrong? You always say further. Yeah, I'm, I'm not good at grammar. It's a
2: very literary difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there you have it. Thank you to Nick for calling in. You can learn more about the Chrome Soft and the Chrome Soft X at CallawayGolf.com/ChromeSoft. That's CallawayGolf.com/ChromeSoft. It's also Midwestern, I think, just to say further
0: instead of farther. Yeah. What are you saying? You saying Midwesterners don't know don't know proper English? No, I just think it falls under uh, local
1: I dialect. I just think it's
3: interesting. Yeah, I think, Randy, you, you identify fine. more as a Marymonter than a than a Midwesterner. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, not all of us go to private school like yeah. you, Randy. I am a product of the public school system.
1: Thing you learn the, the
3: Queen's Monter. English and all that at, in Marymont. Speaking of the public
0: school system, uh, I was going
1: to say that the story of the day, I was ready to lead with Daniel Summerhays. Since he lost the playoff, I think he's getting bumped down the agenda. But we're going to get there, Tron. Don't worry about it. All right. Let's start with uh, the Travelers Championship. Dustin Johnson, his 21st win. Is that correct? On the PJ Tour? Sounds about 13 right. 13 seasons in a row. 13 seasons in a row. Shout out to the wraparound uh, schedule, which is
0: really brief to marry into that stat. Uh, uh, complete crowning by <laughs> oh, the implementation <laughs> of the wraparound schedule.
3: You've been saying everything's a crowning today. You want to You want to keep going?
0: Shall we go into it? Go for it. Well, let's start with the wraparound <laughs> schedule. That statistic everybody loves to say is only possible because of the wraparound schedule. He was crowned early in the week when my pick to win, Brooks Kepco, withdrew out of an abundance of caution. <laughs> Uh, and Webb an excess possibly the, the best yes, player in the world yes he got crowned by Mickelson's 71's on the weekend he got crowned <laughs> by Brendan Todd uh, you know Dutch boying himself, <laughs> and he got crowned by Kevin Streelman, who couldn't find a birdie down the stretch, and he got crowned by the strip of rough uh, on the fifteenth hole, which we're gonna get to. Oh,
1: I didn't sure. know
2: I would have to, that I wouldn't be the one to bring that up. No, thank I you still, so much, D. L- listen, we're when you're in the trenches, we're all in the trenches.
3: That was pretty thought. wild to watch. That like, can we just dive right into that? Let's, let's start there. Sure. What,
2: what were you fired up about, and and how did that progress? So I watched a lot of golf this week. I watched a lot of PJ Tour live, which is you know obviously a lot more depth of the golf course than they show just on broadcast TV, and I watched it. A very soft and benign golf course that watching the top guys pl- just pound driver very frequently hit a lot of wedges and saw absolute almost no bite to the golf course I saw and I just thought to myself was like what what a waste of a collection of talent to not make these guys earn it with real challenging shots with bite with edge to them like 15 just seemed to me and I know there's some variance and I know like 13% of balls go in that water whatever but it's like this hole is 260 to the front so what reasoning would there be to have a ball that goes left of that green get stopped randomly, like a random stop by a foot of rough? It was To me, was like, I would love to see it actually be exciting coming down the stretch to maybe watch a guy go for it. If some guys lay up, it's more exciting when, you know, with the tournament on the line, somebody goes for it. If DJ would have gone for it today with the lead, if there was an actual decision there, that would have been dramatic. That would have been interesting to watch. Like asking the best players in the world to have to strategize around a severe challenge on that left side, I think is should be like required of these tournaments.
1: And I want to, I want to preemptively apologize because I massively quickly unsubscribed from this Twitter oh, thread and all the
3: back and forth. I got dragged into it. I felt like I was <laughs> I walking into you a gunfight. I, right I, I hate Scott Foster. <laughs> like he's nails on a chalkboard. I like. I don't even care. Like he, he, he seems to have a great system and his data is backed up. Like it seems correct for the most part and for. Strategically, but like I just I do not like the guy. He's one of the (laughs) my least favorite people on all of Twitter, which is saying something. (laughs) It is saying something.
1: Uh, Listen, we're not we're not getting into the weeds of of the who said what. the The point is the ethos I agreed with. You know, you seem like you had it under control, so I unsubscribed. (laughs) I would guess the pushback would be. Well, if it's shaved all the way down, then less people are going for it. Correct? Is that most of
2: That was a the lot counter? of the feedback, and I would respond to that saying, do you think a foot of rough is what is making these guys go for it? And that's kind
1: of where I was <laughs> going to go to next. And also the other thing would be, you know, if guys are going for it or laying up like throughout the week, like if you put a gun to my head right now and said what percentage of guys went for it this week and what percent didn't, I would have absolutely no idea. But on Sunday I could be like, Oh well, I know Dustin went for it because I was watching the last, you know, I was watching the last few groups go through and I think that's probably your point is like everybody could lay up there all week for all I give shit. Like as long as, you know, there's a decision to be made as the leaders are coming down the stretch, and if somebody's down by two, like I don't think they're
2: laying up. So I thank you. If, if everybody goes it for
3: you. it, does anybody go for it? And everyone's
2: like, are you, uh, no laying up is asking for more layups? It's like, yeah, it's not that exciting if it just, if everyone's going for it, It to your exact point, is anyone really going for it? It's like pretty simple to go for it. It's a, it's a no brain, almost no brainer decision. Especially
3: when the rest of the course is pretty benign.
2: That's the, exactly the point. Like there wasn't any bite. And when they got to 15, it's like, all right, here's the hole where this water hazard comes into play. And I watched Phil's ball eke left of the pin, gain speed down the slope and stop in the rough. And I was like, what? What's the point of shaving that bank at all if you're going to leave that foot of rough? Like, let that ball go in the water.
1: Which, Randy, you you kind of said something to this effect a little bit, I think, with you know, interesting golf holes, interesting, pretty jam-packed leaderboard, uh, and not feeling all that interesting to watch. Is that a, a fair summation of your experience? I think that's exceedingly fair, DJ. <laughs> Thank you.
0: And I, how I, much of that do you think is because there's like not very much teeth in the golf course? Well, it's interesting because like last week in Hilton Head, there wasn't. ton of teeth but I found just the tournament much more uh, captivating so I'm I honestly I don't know Uh, but I will say you know had you not watched anything today and you just saw the final leaderboard you'd think oh my god what a great tournament like it must have been yeah you know right down to it and so I didn't get that feeling I didn't think it was like overly captivating and I think it was just more of how the proverbial horse race played out and to your question, I I don't know. Maybe last week on on also an easy course without much bite because of the conditions, we just got a different horse race. So I I, I would maybe attribute it more to that. I but I don't know. But I hear your point on fifteen specifically. I don't disagree necessarily with anything that way.
3: I think last week there were a lot more horses in the race. Yeah, yeah. that was the and biggest difference. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. And and it was just you know it's a little cooler looking. It's a little more. Uh, a little more interesting
0: Harbortown's
2: more interesting and I, I will even, say it's I gonna, didn't even
0: dislike the course this week I don't know if it was that necessarily it just was I, don't know, yeah. I think I don't it know. has so
2: much potential is my point because yeah. like the, the pins on one and two today right like right from the get go were exciting two was 346 yards today pin tucked on the left like that little left tongue uh, on number three at Augusta and it was like hey if you want birdie like go for it it's a little lob wedge try to get this as close as you can and watching the leaders come through and both miss the green they both got up and down for par they had to work for it but I was like that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Make these guys work for it. They're really freaking good. Like, it is is not. Like, literally, the, the best. best. <laughs> like, it is okay to make it challenging, especially when you get to the weekend when you're playing twosomes. I understand there's pace of play issues when you have 156 guys on Thursday, Friday, trying to get people through. A bunch WD for COVID. so that Well, that helps as well. And you got guys off both sides, and you don't want to log jams on the golf course. And that's how they set it up. But when you get to the weekend, that's how I want to see guys separate themselves. So That was my overall point. I understand the data would maybe show a lot of different things, but I don't think Rory McIlroy is standing on that team and laying up. If the, well, there's, if the, grass
3: the data needed. doesn't capture excitement. Right. And that's what I think that's where it got lost for me. It was, you know, oh, it's so much more exciting because the data should like, dude, like the data doesn't have anything to do with what's exciting or
2: what. And not everyone's following the data. Like yeah. those guys, if, if the data. I, the, I would hazard, yeah, most people probably aren't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's but, my
1: case. All right, Dustin Johnson, your champion. What? Uh, let me just get this back on the, the proverbial rails. You
2: drove us there.
1: You're right. Uh, I kind that of was the, you know
2: what that was an example of those those uh, you know questionnaires where it's like if you don't stop the train, it's gonna kill four people, <laughs> but you flip the switch and have it kill the one person. That was you with that. I was gonna say it was like
1: Phil's bunker shot onto the uh, railroad track,
3: which was one of the <laughs> highlights of the week. <laughs> highlight of
1: the week for me. As well. Uh, Dustin Johnson, your winner. I think, you know, Solly, we played golf this morning, and we were kind of talking about the leaderboard, and I think we were both kind of of the consensus, like, all right, look around at who else is up here. Dustin better go grab this thing. Like I believe this. your quote
2: was, if Dustin doesn't win, that's damning, which I agree with. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, he did. He did. He tried really hard
1: to not. he tried hard. He <laughs> tried hard not to win it. Uh, Tron, let's, let's start with you. What did you see today?
3: Uh, I, first of all, I want to admonish him for the shot into 17. That was horrid. That, that was not good. That was awful. Like, why would you ever go for that pin being up? Wait, 17. Just or was that 16? S- the par 3. The par after, 3. Yeah, 16,
1: 16. Okay, yeah, 16. Yeah.
3: That was... Horrid miss.
1: He's coming right out of the, uh, you know, he's coming right out of the delay. Maybe he was who I don't know. Yeah. What knows? happened with the t markers? I hadn't flipped over. Somebody someone, stole. Someone <laughs> took them.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
3: which is sweet. Which
0: is of course <laughs> sick. And we would, you know, encourage. They're probably insured though. So.
3: <laughs> but the fact that Dustin hits one OB, which was, which was awesome, awesome. <laughs> and then and then basically second ball birdie, and then birdie's the next hole, and then the drive that he hit on eighteen.
2: That was—I don't understand what happened there. That was—he just stif- squared up.
3: He was like, "You know what? I'm done messing around, guys. I'm to <laughs> i think I'm gonna we, gonna we take this." We heard him this. say that. He was mic'd up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like it was Oakmont style. On 18. <laughs> well,
1: that's, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, of course, you're referring to what many people
3: say is the the greatest hole played in the history of golf. <laughs> He's won once every. Season for his entire career. <laughs> again, People forget that. <laughs> again, folks. Can we unpack
0: the the the, the semantic argument that was unfolding? <laughs> so the point uh, is, he I don't believe won in 2013, the calendar year, yeah, correct? Or 2014, but he no, won 13. in the 2013-14 season. Yeah, he, he, so they hold him up. What's the stat? You probably have access to it. Like Jack and Arnie and Tiger.
3: Yeah, won he won it. the WGC HSBC in 2013, which we can. I'm totally fine to argue whether that's a real event. I'm with you. But he won it. It's very if a tree falls yeah. in a forest event. And I want to admonish you, Randy, because you said you know he's dead. He's dead if he doesn't win a major this year. Correct. Correct. That's what you said. Correct. All right, he is. Yeah, finished I said it. Yeah, he's finished in the top three of three of the last. Uh, Let me stop you. You're, yeah, you're so barking
1: up the wrong tree. You yeah. know what he's going to say. Yeah. He yeah, didn't win. He would,
0: yeah, cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's got to win him. That's that's the whole point. He's, he's like knocking on the door, supposedly baby. Supposedly one of the most talented golfers ever.
3: He supposedly he major. is.
2: I got a question for you, Randy. Yeah. With only there only being three majors this year, does he get a one major extension to next year's Masters? Wow. Mm. Mm. Mm.
0: No, but I will allow a special Open Championship exemption for next that's year. That's the one he's. Present. That's interesting. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what, what I'm cool. willing to do. All right, so
3: so <laughs> so you're saying if he wins the 2021 Masters, that doesn't count. But if he wins the 2021 Open Open championship, which is two or three months beyond the Masters, yep. that counts.
0: I believe that that is what Or it was he, Royal St. Yes. George's where you almost is. won an That's 11. That's the right.
3: dumbest thing I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> well, listen, frankly, I don't think we have to worry about any of those things. Do <laughs> so, you want to keep arguing medicals.
3: Do you remember when Butch, so he, one thing I would like to point out, he was, he was basically going to win the 2017 Masters, and then whatever happened, happened. That's true.
1: People do forget about that whole stairwell thing.
3: And Butch was saying, I I guess Butch was getting stuff autographed by DJ. He's like, hey, man, like, you're gonna win this week like this is gonna be worth a lot TC, of money
0: I think you of anybody should know what what we can call that <laughs> falling down the stairs right before the tournament starts Fleet rub like of the green. classic <laughs> case of rub of the green be
1: safe wear shoes in the
2: house exactly. no socks on the hardwood
0: floor exactly
2: Solly what'd you see from well, DJ today not to go back to the golf course but on the uh, does any hole get more credit for being like an exciting hole that than it deserves than the 18th hole
0: like, no, I was struggling. Like, what was exciting about that?
2: No, the it, only
1: thing is, that's exciting about it is that it's got like a badass atmosphere. Yes. Like the. the it's the, got the bolt yeah. Like yeah, amphitheater. It's like kind Riviera. Of, but yeah. it's like I was so going to say, concrete. it kind of
3: reminds me of a knockoff. It's like if Riviera and the 18th hole at Thornblade with <laughs> <laughs> the PMW Championship with that left bunker had a baby. Okay. And it was a really mediocre baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it's 433. DJ had 81, 83 yards into it today. Will Gordon had ninety six yards in. It's just like a driver in between, like a, to a wide fairway and an easy shot into the green. I, I, there's you're like,
1: forgetting also that golf is broken, that's which true. I'm sure we're gonna. It's get a understand. wide Whoa.
3: fairway if you can fly it, yes. three hundred plus. It's a very hard drive if you're if you're flying at two eighty five.
1: Which I think we saw with uh, Brennan Todd in the same group. Yeah, yeah. like a much he had nine iron from, but it was from that
2: kind of chunky thick rough. Anyways, DJ won. I you know I said this on Twitter, but I but it was drifts of a crowning. So it's season four of the crown. Which we, <laughs> yeah. He was he
3: yeah. was T seventy nine after the first <laughs> which round. This is wild. So he battled his way back after Mackenzie Hughes was blitzing everybody, per usual. P- uh,
2: he shot sixty. People don't yeah. know that. A lot of people He, he shot sixty
3: in the first round.
2: <laughs> well, it was, you know, as far as, you know right there with the Daniel Summerhay story as far as what, you know, tugging on the heartstrings, you know, of DJ winning this event, you know, just totally. you saw how much it meant to him. For sure. And, uh, you know, it, it just, I, I'm, I'm so happy for the guy.
1: It has, uh, correct me if it's been a while since we've, since he's won,
0: right? Well, I like literally don't even remember what his last win was. Well, I'm guessing last season, bud. <laughs> <laughs> his last
3: win was we, the...
0: We never really tied the bow on that.
3: His last win was the Grupo Salinas Invitational. Oh, right, of course. In, in 20, 2019. Hmm.
0: Do, do you have more bow tying to do? Well, no, I think we kind of got sidetracked, but I was just going to say for those that are like, wait, wait, what is this whole controversy? Uh, Tiger, Jack, Arnie, they all won when the PJ Tour season consisted of, like, it was all within a single calendar year. And somebody, Doug Ferguson on Twitter, was making the point, which I will stand beside him, that we cannot... Put DJ next to those guys because DJ gets the benefit of the wraparound schedule, and one of his wins and to All keep the streak going was because of the wraparound schedule. I will
1: very say, cool of
2: you to say wraparound, which very few people around these these yeah. parts do. Yeah, I will say the the, the stat is kind of silly. I mean, but more so, DJ's longevity and consistency is truly remarkable. Yeah, I'm listen. Yeah. I'm, I'm for sure. It's basically
1: to illustrate that the guy's been a. A killer for a very long time.
3: I, I God, will also dog, say, not a killer. I will also say what? that yeah. that Nicholas and Palmer were winning.
2: Mister Nicholas, Mister
3: Palmer, were winning some questionable events
2: against not nearly as strong a field.
0: Like a Travelers Championship against Kevin Streelman <laughs> <laughs> and Will Gordon. Hey, Rory was there. <laughs> Don't get me started on Rory. Well, let's go there. Let's let's talk about Rory.
1: He's we're, not. He Before should, we
2: do, Yeah, sorry. Again, back to the eighty-six yards into the green oh, on the eighteenth. Uh, speaking of which, how would we determine... <laughs> you were speaking of which. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am going to stretch to work this one in, okay? How would you determine how far you are away from the pin, huh? Randy, how would you determine it? You'd measure Gosh, with would, your Callaway wedges. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 You know, the only... T- the, the, Two instruments God gave me. My two <laughs> eyes, maybe.
2: I don't know. How else could I do it? I would say that you would probably use your Precision Pro rangefinder. Oh, wow. wow. See That's where I'm going for think of that. Every golfer <laughs> needs a rangefinder they can trust to know the precise distance, whether you're on the tee box or in the fairway. The entire no-laying-up team, from the Strat Boys all the way to the C-suite and the Narcs, our, we carry Precision Pro Golf Range Finders. Right now, the NX7 Pro Slope on sale for $219, and our listeners can receive an extra $20 off using promo code NOLAYINGUP. By our math, it means you can get an award-winning slope range finder to your golf bag this summer for $199. Shout out to all listeners. I get, uh, There was a lot of great feedback from this past week from our friends at Precision Pro. You guys have been ordering these things, so check them out. Plus, they are the only golf rangefinder that offers you free battery replacement services, which saves golfers an additional sixty-four dollars a year. Now, a lot of people gave feedback on that 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 seems like a lot. I my battery died and I had to go to the store because I needed it the next day. Those batteries are expensive. There you I have it. I was yeah.
0: They're those weird little batteries. Yes. Like you
2: got to put in like a. A car like a yeah, key
0: fob, yeah. you know, like those things are yeah, yeah, if you go through expensive. three a
2: year, like that yeah. will that will add up to that. So there's a reason they came up with that number. So I don't want to hear any more on that. So you're signing up for a lifetime service with this. So go to precisionprogolf.com, use coupon code no laying up at checkout for twenty dollars off our favorite rangefinder. That's precision pro golf. Swing with confidence, hit more greens with precision pro golf.
1: I'm going to move, I'm going to piggyback on the Precision Pro rangefinder ad read there for a minute and uh, do a little reach of my own. Uh, I think story, you know, story 1A, Dustin Johnson wins. Story 1B, certainly I would say COVID this week on the PJ Tour. Uh, I'm going to, why, why do they have caddies? Hmm. Can anybody hmm. give me a good reason why they shouldn't? Well, the players say they're an integral part of the team. And, I, and they absolutely are. I'm not disputing that what you know at all. Look at like the WDs this week. you know, no fault to the people who were involved, but it's like a good deal of them were because of caddies or like if you're really talking about cinching up the bubble and really like limiting the risk and taking every possible precaution necessary, like why would you not? Have these guys using push carts and rangefinders. That's the reach. Listen, for but content's
3: sake, I would love to see that, but I, I don't like seeing you put these guys out of at, the TC, at, you, beat the, you know in what, TC? God land. damn it. I'm Thank so you.
1: happy you brought that up because guess what? Purses haven't changed at all. So all they these haven't. guys can
3: still pay their
0: caddies. The exact same that they would pay them normally. That doesn't uh, really judge. That goes with. against, yeah. What's that? Yeah, oh, paying people to not do any work. Well, what about the tour? Pay- goes against many
1: of these people. What, what about the tour? Paying guys who uh, don't, you know, who test positive for COVID. To pay them 100k. That sounds like something an employer would do. Not something you know. That, that sounds more like uh, workers' comp. Yeah. Well, how does that work with an independent contractor? That's what cool. I'm saying. You can't be an ind- independent yeah? contractor when it's convenient. Listen, Deej, you're preaching to the choir. I'm God. just saying I, I was burning on that a lot this week. I should have saved it for my Sunday soapbox, but I saw an entry point. Mm. I hit the hole hard with the rangefinder stuff. It doesn't make sense to me why there's caddies. I would, from a content
3: I, perspective, nobody I would loves love.
1: the, nobody loves the caddies more than me, and I think that they should. Like I, I think that there's no way if a player's still being Compensated fully and still, you know, these are deeply extenuating circumstances and I'm sure that I would trust the class acts of the you know, playing on the PJ tour to take care of their loopers.
3: Kusher's eyes just lit up. Well then that's
1: (laughs) and then that's the trade off is if guys don't do it, I would expect them to get thoroughly aired out and we'd have a content bonanza.
2: Oof gosh. It would have been fascinating uh, to watch DJ Pipe One OB today and have to like go put his push cart down there and figure all that out. On his totally, no caddy. what was with
3: the string?
2: That's so you you had to put the string between the two OB stakes to see if his ball is you know touching any part of the so, line of so play. Just, oh, you, you can't trust the human eye. No, no. no, not in a situation like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, all right, well let's let's DJ. I, I I'm with you. Uh, let's let's keep that dialogue open I just, because you've you've think raised about many week. great points. Think about it this
1: week. I think again this is no fa- like no fault to any of the caddies, but like it's just a numbers game. Yeah, and are the caddies on the charter? I'm not uh, they might be, they, they might are, not be. Yeah. I'm not
0: are
3: they? Okay, cool. There's two charters now.
0: But wh- what's your argument to saying like, you know, golfer XYZ says, you know, the the caddy is a like he helps me perform my best. Like just Tough to shit. Your, I mean, or, so does your, your physio.
3: So does your swing coach.
0: Yeah. I, I think. Well, like if other team sports come back, it's like, why well, have the coaches there, right? Like, it, there's a line where it's like uh, they're a part of. If each guy had their own coach, I would understand that.
3: But I, I think before you before you ask the caddies, you have to ask the swing coaches and the physios, and all those guys that are on site. And in you know what, I've prayers up for all the agents. Who have not been allowed on site the last couple of weeks, and I <laughs> well, mean, we got to remember there's significantly fewer activations going yeah, on. As yeah, well. you know, like these guys, I don't, I don't know how these players are even functioning with other agents on site. Bryson hasn't won
2: since his do guy hasn't been allowed to <laughs> be, be on site, right, yeah. and the towel guy, with how hot it's been, I mean, you
1: can't well, measure these. things. You brought up Bryson, we'll, and I'm sure we'll unpack him a little bit more, but like, how interesting is that player caddy relationship? Like, imagine all the stuff that that guy's doing, getting numbers and all that stuff. It's like.
3: Bryson it would be mailed. fascinating
1: to see Bryson like candidly like without a
3: caddy. He airmailed a green to see on, what goes on Friday. I was watching on Friday. Airmailed what was that is that fourteen kind of down the hill mm-hmm. there. It's like sweet hole, and he must have gone back to his yardage book like nineteen times after he Like I, I, I thought he was going to lose his mind. It was awesome.
2: Somebody airmailed that green in pJ Tour. Somebody on pJ Tour Live was like, "Wow, I've been coming here since nineteen ninety two. I've never seen someone <laughs> go long here." Can and I was Really? You've never seen
3: someone go long of fourteen green and, like a, a downhill yeah. shot in hot weather. Man,
1: like. let's get it back on the you know the the Phil Mickelson rails here. Uh, COVID. How many say, people do we have? Seven. seven WD, something like
2: that. So it was Cam Champ, Webb Simpson, Brooks Kepka, Chase Kepka, Bud Colley. Bud Colley. Denny McCarthy, Denny McCarthy. Six. So that's six. And now we've just.
1: Friteller, just Friteller, related Friteller. word that uh Dylan Fratelli also for next, for, yes. next yes. for, next yes. for next week. For next week.
2: For next week. I yeah. Oh it's and Graham just, Graham McDowell or was that last week? Graham McDowell was before the term. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So, yeah, so, seven. Seven.
3: so I, I think I, I do wanna I was critical last week of uh Big J Monaghan. Um he's been behind the scenes. He hasn't really been out front. I don't think we've seen too much of him since the players press conference. Finally mm-hmm. got up in front of the media and and kind of um You know, regardless of what he said, I think the fact that he was just up in front and giving statements and, um, you know, I think they made some changes week over week uh, after the the whole Watney thing. And then we can talk about Cam Champ here in a sec. For the most part, it just seemed like there was a little bit more leadership from Monahan this week.
2: They have an interesting problem on their hands now with a... Not insignificant amount of false positive tests that are deciding guys' fate in a tournament, and not only that, it's deciding like other people. They've come in contact, like Chase Kepka withdrawing out of an abundance of caution when Ricky Elliott, who's Brooks Kepka's caddy, tested positive and then took another test and then tested negative. Like I, I have not had an, or an update since then whether he's confirmed to have not not have it. But none of those guys tested positive, and they're all out of the tournament.
3: Well, that was it, the weirdest part made, of the Monahan
1: yeah. press
2: conference was when he's like, "No, no, we were expecting that to happen."
1: Well, and then someone was like, "Well, what would what would happen like if someone tests positive and then tests negative? Like, what what would your and he like, oh, no, no, no! Like, we would expect that to we would expect that to happen.' And then they just moved on. Well, it so, seems yeah, we a lot really more likely that, that there
3: would be a false negative than a false positive, which is the scary part, I, I suppose. Right.
1: But then we also possibly maybe saw the same thing with Cam Champ as well, who got, I think, tested three more times and yeah, they all came which, back negative.
3: And people were saying with Cam Champ, like, oh, you know, if it was a false positive and he was really negative and he didn't have it, it doesn't matter whether he broke the rules or not. Like, no, it still absolutely matters. Like right. he-
2: Detail that for people that don't he know He went in, the rules.
3: so according to 25 different sources that who, to a man, are all pissed. Uh, I got some really nasty DMs from people. Defending him and saying what protocol did he break? And like, like, all right, cool. Talk to any number of tour players or tour officials or people on the ground in Hartford. Like, he he worked with his physio after the test, but before the test results came back. It, like the one rule they have is like you can't go in the clubhouse. Goes right in the clubhouse. They sent they sent his trainer home. Uh, his trainer works with a number of other guys. Like that. Like for people to not be able to see how dangerous that is or how how that throws the entire system out of balance is beyond me.
1: And I think you could read between the lines in Monahan's press conference when, you know, more players had tested positive, basically his improvements were or not his improve, you know, the the tours improvements were okay, any player who breaks the rules, they're not getting the uh, the stipend and we're changing the way we do the fitness trailer and it was basically everything seemed like a, a direct kind of reaction to exactly what Especially you Especially
3: after, you know, guys had said like in a colonial and heritage it was like you know hey is everybody really taking this seriously and then this week it seemed like everybody was taking it seriously after that and I would, i'll be shocked if he doesn't get suspended
2: i would be that's interesting because they don't really well, well, they, I'm not they're not very aggressive like, you know, with suspensions yeah. as it is and i think they'd rather the story go away than suspend him
3: and he's not i mean he's not playing this week yeah i'll be Curious to see if he plays the, this one's for you work day.
2: I
1: I believe (laughs) that was in his, uh, either in the tour statement or I don't know. There's been so many statements released that he would not be cleared until the work day. So if he doesn't show up there, then a conspiracy button, but maybe, you know, people can put two and two together on that. But, uh, so Alan Shipnuck had a very, I think probably the strongest take on, uh, you know, on this whole situation, which was basically shut it all down right now, and this is this has gone far enough. Uh, Randy, what, what what's your
0: what's your take on this? Are you tapping out? I I I want to recuse myself because I don't have obviously I don't have the answer. So, but that's I, I think that's exactly my take, and that's
1: why I've been thinking about it a ton. And I'm like, dude, I have. Absolutely no fucking idea what they should right.
2: do.
3: I
1: have absolutely no idea. I don't know what I should do. I, yeah, <laughs> other yes. than like
2: wear a mask and don't be an idiot and don't go to public large public. I don't gatherings. think they
3: should shut it down though. I don't like, either. And, and, I don't either. And what really bugged me about, and I like I like Alan a lot. He's a friend of ours, but like it's it bugged me that he he cited like incorrect information. Yeah. Too with the I guess New Jersey reported. 1800 deaths or 2400 deaths that were backdated. Uh, yeah, backdated to be attributed to COVID well, that would, were from the last three months versus, and, and it all went into one day. And he attributed that like 2,500 Americans died more than nine eleven, And it's like, no, they didn't, dude.
1: I would push back on that just a little in that any numbers you'd like to pick right now are not good. It's definitely getting worse. <laughs> it's getting worse before it's getting better. It, seem, it seems like.
0: But, yeah. And those type of corrections, there are probably going to be
2: more corrections down the road right. in the same. Yeah, direction. Did, yeah, it, did you see how bad the data was? Left of fifteen green. I mean, that, <laughs> all those numbers were way off. I
0: I think the tough spot is you know you lose a guy like Kepka this week and I, any guy that has to withdraw. It's in it, Simpson. You know, coming off a win. I it just you know when you when you get to certain tournaments, the majors, and a, that's a guy be like Tiger, a guy like JT, some of these big names like on a test. Yeah, sorry. It just I don't know. It, it's gonna make the whole event
3: um it almost makes it feel arbitrary right yeah
0: Yeah. and and all of a sudden people well he couldn't play so is this uh i'll fully admit (laughs) i'll probably be that person saying it but (laughs) you know uh it just is a weird weird situation and i don't have the answer so i i don't want to like
3: what did you guys think of, of Jay Day?
2: Real quick, I think it was it was definitely unrealistic to think that there wouldn't be positive tests. And they seem to have been prepared for that. And they, honestly it take it took something I don't remember exactly what Rory said, but it felt like Rory kind of stepped up and was just like, let's people started taking it more seriously this mm-hmm. week, I think was kind of
3: I think the like Wadney thing last week yeah. was a kind of a wake up call for everybody and um, you know, like like going back to the tour statement, it was like, no, instead of instead of putting a statement out, like we're just going to have the commissioner get up in front of everybody instead of our comms team putting yeah. a statement out. And I think that was important, yeah. right? It felt like there was there was some direction from the top.
2: On that note, Nick Roden 23 asked, "How confident are we in the tour's ability to safely have over 8,000 fans on site in only 2 weeks?"
1: That was going to be my last point. Is that seems so awful and not good and <laughs> so I, unnecessary.
0: Yeah, well, and from which standpoint?
1: From though? a couple standpoints. Yeah. So, so I of think like
2: continuing this to be to be play, be playing golf. I,
1: I think if I'm reading the tea leaves, I, I would think that the tour is absolutely in no world gonna push for like more fans. Like I, I don't think that that's not where their revenue comes from. That's not where their let's
3: keep the show going. Yeah. That's like the they first. just want to
1: keep going. I would think, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I would think that it would be the tournaments who would be pushing for fans because otherwise they are like they have no way to make money. Right. And there are a lot of title sponsors are putting up a lot of money right now and not having any of the levers that they usually have with pro ams with you know just normal admission hospitality, normal hospitality all that stuff like but they still have basically all the same costs. I mean they still have the tournament sponsors are in a really 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 tough spot right now and and that's why in the
3: host uh, orgs too
1: yeah and yeah and the host organizations who are putting on all these events who are totally separate from the travelers and rocket mortgage and all those things but that's why we keep harping on the purses staying the exact same is like the money's still gonna have to come from somewhere and it's it's still these host organizations are still going to be on the hook to deliver X amount of dollars that they signed up for and they're gonna have to do it with no fans and that's why I would assume big assumption on my part that that's where the push for fans is coming from. And, like,
0: that is extremely problematic. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It makes no sense to me at all. Let me ask you this. Do you think fans on site increases the risk for players getting COVID and testing positive? Or are you coming at it from, like, it's just not good for
2: the actual people showing up? Because I I think it's more the latter. I don't think it's great risk but i think it without a doubt increases the risk.
3: Yeah, there's more cuz because fans equal more volunteers equals more security what, equals One thing i didn't even thought of until
1: we were talking to some people was like where do people park? Nobody's parking at the clubhouse, which means they have to park off site, which means they all have to get in a bus, which means they all have to share that and how do you do the bathrooms and how do you do concessions and like all that stuff it just man it seems like such a needless a needless risk unless you're a host organization who's like we literally don't have another way to like make up this money.
3: That's what it feels like to me. It feels like there's, like without fans, some of these tournaments, like the whole, if the whole reason for having the tournament is to raise money for charity and you're not raising money for charity, what's the point of having the tournament? and the only people in this is entire that, is
0: that the reason that they do it Well that that's that that's, <laughs> that's where we're getting back to the tour it's as like as far as the irs the, is concerned the only the people who it.
3: aren't taking a haircut in this are the players and they don't and the tour doesn't pay taxes so put three and three together there <laughs> i
0: mean you
3: got me i'm coming to church on that for if you're preaching that <laughs> so i don't know man it's a it's a weird situation
1: but i to your point randy like i'd like to unpack that a little more like no, I don't think it makes the players safer to, you know, to yeah, have no, and that's fans.
0: that's totally fair. But I don't it, think it increases it. I think there's a way you can do it though without. I don't think I, that's I totally the, get
1: the point. I don't though. think that's the huge risk. I don't think it it massively, massively increases the risk to the players because I think they're going to be so sectioned off. But I think you know when you're seeing all this, and this is where I, you know, I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about as far as like the medical side of this. But when you're seeing all these different kind of community hotspots and community spread and all this stuff, like. Yeah, it seems like the literal last thing you'd want to do is get eight thousand people in one place, yeah. <laughs> whether it's outside or not. Like that.
3: That's the whole thing. It seems like the whole priority is keep the show going. Like we, like, you know, it was funny this week. People were like, "Well, Shipnug, no, you rely on on the PGA Tour for your paycheck and all that stuff." It's like, yeah, that's true. Like we, I want the PGA Tour to keep going more than anybody. Sure, right. Um, none of us wanted to shut down. So I think that that's the thing. It's like it's already kind of a kind of walking a tightrope. Why add another? Right, huge variable to it and what
1: and what's what's also a little like weird about that is I feel like the like the shipnook piece and a lot of the people who agreed with it I totally understand where they're coming from but it doesn't feel like they actually get to the end the end of their sentence which is like if you shut it down now then what does that mean like we're, that means we're probably not coming back till when till there's like a vaccine yeah because it's, like, it's kind of as that's a non-starter bleak you know? as this totally seems like it I don't know how this isn't kind of like the new normal, at least for the next, I don't know.
3: I feel like I'm incurring months, more risk. Four months, going, five months, six months. Going to the grocery store.
1: Yeah. Than I am going to the golf course. And so I, I I don't know. It's hard when you say like, oh, they need to shut it down. This is not working. It's like, well, okay, but then what? And that's where I, I kind of like f- can totally sympathize for the tour as far as like, well, no, they're probably not going to shut it down.
2: And where I net out with it is the... People inside the ropes and at this event are not the ones that are going to be at great risk, right? Of course, we're all doing our part to limit the spread of this virus so the people that are greatly affected by it are not harmed by it. So if they are testing... like Right now, if a player tests positive on site, they are quarantining in place. They're not at risk to other people. They are addressing that risk to other people. So can our tour players willing to take on the risk of catching the virus? Uh, clearly, very clearly. And they're able... The overwhelming odds are that they will be totally fine if they get this virus. So, is it a great risk to the people of America and the world that they continue to run events? I don't think so. I think if they have a huge outbreak, I can I can picture an event getting canceled. I can I definitely yeah. can. Like if like fifteen guys get it, I think they're going to have to be like, all right. we Or have honestly, to- I mean, I, I could see it for
1: like. Economic reasons too, like if uh, you know yeah maybe that's more of a corn fairy thing or, or something like it that. Crazy. It's crazy.
3: Corn corn fairy had zero positive tests between players and caddies this week out in Utah. Hmm. So,
1: but to your yeah to your point, like I, I think it's
2: it's it's going to be a fluid situation. Well, this was an alarming week, and it's always good to be vigilant. But again, it's it's important to note how many of these came back as false positives. You know, did, did, did they? I can I no, I don't say that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Cam Champ took three more tests and tested all. Negative. But that
3: could have been he was just on the back, the very back end. of could be. having it. But too. and
0: I've read that false negatives are more prevalent and likely than false positives. So, uh, and that's, it's we like, may be I, in a who can say. Something all crazy. of a sudden, out of my depth in every yeah. single. Can we way. talk about
3: so, so the fact that Jason Day got to play an hour, an hour and a half after his tea time. It's, I mean, it's a tough thing because, he, like, he, he didn't feel good. He requested a test, which you don't want to dissuade guys from doing that. But at the same time, he got to play by himself. One of the slowest players on tour gets to play by himself. That feels a little bit off to me. Like, okay, like, why, why, uh, why it, couldn't – Brooks and Chase didn't test positive. Yeah. Why couldn't they just play with each other all week?
2: This was once the weekend hit, right? Yeah. Once they limited morning. field. That's probably why. Yeah. I, I have a hard time kind of, you know, somebody has reported. Are you, are you saying that he shouldn't have been able to play at all?
3: No, I'm just saying like either either, either you show up for your tee time or you withdraw. Yeah. Either one. And like, I, you know, I know that's tough and I know it puts a guy in a, in a shitty spot to have to yeah. make that choice. But it seems like guys before the tournament started had to make that choice. Why doesn't he?
2: Can I say something as a complete joke that is not no, no longer a serious comment? Because I respect Jason Day for reporting it and everything, but this was definitely a nobody. Jason Day. Yo, I got this COVID. <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's got the COVID 20 at this
0: point. <laughs> I'm curious, though, I, and I don't know if it was anybody else but Jason Day, do we feel the same Matt way?
3: Matt Wallace. Well, so Matt Wallace was on another side of it where Matt Wallace had to play by himself. Mike Wallace. Yeah, or sorry, Mike Wallace. Had to play by himself between sandwiched between two threesomes. Um which you know. is which is awesome by the way. <laughs> and then like I guess he threw his clothes and then just go home <laughs> yeah, after that. And 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 was pissed the whole time, I guess, too. So
2: I just I just remembered the 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 origination of that which is now let's go over to Vern. Thank you, Ian. This is Mike <laughs> Wallace. <laughs> and he makes a hole-in-one. Oh, it's the best. Juxtapose that with... I think it was Masters,
1: uh, right? Yeah, it definitely yeah. was Masters. Juxtapose that with Nance on the podcast a few weeks ago talking about the family members and how I just <laughs> I just do, just do, really want to do my due diligence to make sure they're going to have this moment saved for the rest of their lives. They're going to keep going back and watching it. I just got to get everybody's name right.
3: Chris, do you know this how hard is that is, Chris? <laughs> Mike Wallace. <laughs> Anything nope. else on COVID? <laughs> the PGA Tour comm staff statement on Dylan Fratelli. What's that? The on the uh, whoop thing. Oh, it, it,
2: yeah, it was tough. It was a point three in. It's it's hard to explain. It, uh, His it, respiratory
3: rate rate went up 0. 0.3 over the night prior,
2: which is a very like a normal very flexible. negligible. Yeah. yeah, Watney's went up two entire breaths. Yeah. So mine's
3: gone up more than point three like four yeah. times this week. <laughs>
2: So just full disclosure,
1: uh, we also signed a deal with, uh, with Whoop. Before Whoop? it was cool. Way before it was cool. Honestly. That's, yeah. Uh, so I want to be a little, you know, transparent here. We've in, been wearing them for like
3: six weeks. Which right? is how
1: we know that, like, your respiratory rate goes up and down, like, much more than 0.3, and I don't believe any of us have COVID. So that was a little weird to shoehorn that into the press release. Uh, it seemed like they were really, really...
3: Uh, it, it just seemed irresponsible from the PGA Tour comms. Theme, where it's like, hey, like if you really want to use this thing as a tool, don't don't be the boy that cried wolf on it. Over a know? point, yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's a complicated algorithm and all that stuff, but yeah, the Watney thing was alarming because his rate went up so hot, so much. Like, and yeah. it gives you a typical range of what your respiratory rate, and his was exceeding it. And if you go up by 0.3, it does not exceed your typical.
3: Mine went up one point eight on you, Saturday night to Sunday. I, I got a COVID test on Monday. Uh, and my wife got a COVID test and everything, like, and it, and it came back negative. I just had like a plain old sinus infection.
1: But I didn't know you got a COVID test. Yeah. saliva or up the nose? Not up the nose. How was it? Not good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that Did you, to to Did you have to go to Lot J? No, I went down to uh, St. John's County. Um, That's wild. Man. Yeah, I didn't know that. Kevin Strelman had a great I didn't week. <laughs> right. I didn't want to put you guys. I didn't want to put you guys. No, it's very cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. You know,
1: we I should have let you play by yourself on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got an important question to ask about. You know, Kevin Streelman made a great run. Top of what ev- is on everyone's mind: the sunglasses on the back of the head. What, what's cool. going on here?
3: Leash does that too, so I have to be careful. Yeah,
2: but you can't be in support of that. <laughs> no, I, I've been that guy before, and it's it's a tough it is a tough season. Somebody
3: called Streelman the the anti just for men guy. <laughs>
2: he's gotten he's gotten very gray. I want to oh, over under. Career earnings for Kevin Streelman. A
1: lot. Man, I don't know. 18 million. <laughs> a, yeah, 17 million was the number that jumped out to me. I
2: looked it up earlier and I don't remember, but I think it was 20.
1: Uh, which, Tron and I had a, a very brief discussion about him earlier. And he's a guy, you know, after my own heart, he's from just outside Chicago. Yes, uh, Wheaton, Illinois, I believe. Home of
3: Chicago Golf Club, where he declined a membership.
1: Exactly. Uh, 21 million. But you know a guy that is is I would say the consummate grinder you know of course great stories about him just blowing out cars going from mini tour event to mini tour event Caddying at Whisper. Uh, off. Caddying and doing the whole thing. And he's went on and had a very long career. So I feel like he gets he gets dumped on a little bit for for being kind of an everyman. But I you know no, I have enough. I, I, I like Strelman. Sorry,
3: seven, Phil
2: Tychoski was who wrote that question. I apologize.
3: Didn't but. he make like seven birdies in a row to win the TC, That's, exactly, that's T-C, exactly what he did. He
2: did, in 2014. did we
3: can report
1: twenty fourteen. <laughs> so Streelman, you know, good for him. He's up there. I, I don't who know that it, anybody was really riding super hard that he would win, but Good for him that he was up there.
2: I think there has to be an asterisk on that seven birdies, though, because if there was a rough patch down there, then who's to say if it really counts? Yeah, good point. On 15.
1: Will Gordon, what do we think of uh, him? TC, this is your time to shine.
3: I've been I've been pumping the guy for a while. What You want to expand on that? <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <yeah. laughs> you guys, are, you guys guy, are bad so. guys. Yeah. Um, no, I I think you know. Last <laughs> we saw him in Reno last year. Yeah, sat at the at the I don't know it was a craps table or <laughs> <the> roulette table. <laughs> yeah, you are popping up on a lot <laughs> <remember>. of tables. <laughs> First time he had ever gambled before, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, this is awesome. Oh my gosh, you go to my room and talk about it. <laughs> I,
2: I knew he could send it, but he was hitting 186, 187 off the yeah. tee, ball speed. That's like that's a not a pure Bryson drive, but that's what what Bryson. But said. for
3: him yeah. to like, he played well in his. So f- for him to come out last year and. Being the same class as Hovland, Wolf, Morikawa, Justin Sue, all those guys. And like, that's a tough battle for the scratch. Like, because those only four guys can get sponsor exemptions from that crew each each week. He was kind of the fifth guy. And so this year, seeing what he's done with them has been remarkable.
1: That's what I was going to say. I don't know that any, I don't know if anybody can like really put into perspective just how impressive it is to, to actually go out and, and do that. To come out and this is what is second or third top 10 on tour he, he basically in order at to RSM
2: it's it's hard to explain and I kind of messed it up earlier but basically you get seven spo- un- you get seven sponsors exemptions if you're not a member of the PGA tour that's the maximum amount you can take you can get up to seven you can get you don't up automatically to seven. Yeah, unless you yeah.
3: unless you drew love
2: he gets he gets more than un- than seven <laughs> no, I'm <just> Okay. Kidding. <laughs> so you get up to seven to get as many points as wh- whoever finished 150th on the prior year points list or money one of those two so, you have seven starts. So, wh- whoever finished 150th probably had over 20 starts. So, you're already hands tied behind your back. You don't know when you're going to get starts. And that,
1: that's how you get special temporary
2: membership. Special temporary membership. Which allows you to get an unlimited number of sponsor exemptions for the rest of the year. Correct. And if you finish, it, once you are, you know, you have special temporary membership. If you finish in the top 125, then you get a card for next year. Correct. As it turns out, the way that things have worked this year, basically it's the same number. So, once he gets special temporary membership, he's almost assured a PGA tour card for the next year, but your hand, like you don't. So not only that, so even if he didn't fin it, get it today, he would have earned his way into the rocket mortgage next week through a top 10 and wouldn't have had to burn one of only two sponsor exemptions he has remaining, but he got the card anyway, or the special temporary membership today, right? Which is so impressive and so hard to do. And in a year where there's not going to be an avenue to earn one this fall, there's no corn trade finals to graduate from. He, he would just, have been
3: stuck in limbo for the for next. a
2: long time.
1: Well, how about and I mean the names you just rattled off? Also, like, what kind of odds could you've gotten on this happening? That Wolf, Hovland, Morikawa, and now. Him as well, like literally none of them had to go through the Corn Ferry Tour, which is wild. That is,
2: Avon had to go through the Corn Ferry finals, but, but to your point, but not he not Like a full season. No, yeah, he, yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's so that's, hard to do. So hard. I feel
3: like there's still time for the Zach Johnsons and the JJ Henrys of the Players Advisory Council to bone him over. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're now through the uh,
1: we're through the J.J. Henry swing uh, of him hoovering up sponsor <laughs> exemptions. Of course, he lives in Fort Worth, so he got into Colonial. He's from Connecticut, so he steals one this week. Four great rounds that we've seen over two tournaments from him. But, yeah, hopefully we can move on and, and we can give Will Gordon his unrestricted uh, sponsor exemptions now. Uh, moving on, Bryson, another guy who, uh, you know, I don't know. I got no. I got no transition. Let's just talk about Bryson. <laughs> uh, watching him on Thursday was he was uh, paired with Rory. So watching those two and and Phil, which was a whole just a very weird experience. Which we'll get to Phil in a minute here too. But I, I don't even know how to. Like I don't even know where to start. It's just watching him and Rory specifically. You're like, dude, these guys. How do they not win literally every tournament? And I'm not exaggerating. Like they, their driver puts them so head and shoulders above everybody in the field. And it's like, dude, if, how can you not just hit it close and make putts from 86 yards on
2: every single hole?
3: Well, it doesn't seem like Bryson's making the putts.
2: He putted well he this putted week. He putted okay. Ninth yeah. in strokes game putting this week. I think his it, wedges were... He did not approach very well. Okay. Um, I just he, feel like every
3: time I see him, he's missing a putt, and yeah. he's apoplectic. But about I think it's, it. it's the Mickelson thing not, not,
2: not, not,
1: that we've talked about where it's like, God, this guy can't make a five-footer, instead of like, God, this guy
2: hits it to five feet a lot. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like he's brought it all together. He's hit like basically a squirrely drive that has either has had to re yeah. or has severely punished him in, in both the last two weeks. And it... He was somewhat close to – I mean, he, fin- he finished at 1,500. DJ finished at 19. And he hit an, at least one OB ball this week. I, 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 yeah. He might have hit more than one. Um, and he broke a to par five today, hit just, one in the water. There, there were some sloppy d- mistakes. It just seems like he's struggling, which to that point, he's definitely not. He's finished top ten in each of the three events. And that goes to show the value of just driving it really far is you can be even kind of shitty with a lot of other parts of your game or not sharp. And still finish the top ten in PGA Tour.
3: Check it out. What if he is struggling? That's that's what that's that's we're getting at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just
0: hasn't clicked yet. I, I think that's the lens to view this week. Is like I, I think it was a massive success from the standpoint of he, he has raised the floor of his potential in, in his game to where he can have an extremely mediocre week. It got him a tied for six. You know, at, at Travelers, I, I think the way he's playing now, it's like he's going to really have to fall apart to one, miss a cut or to like not be a factor.
3: And these aren't courses that are well suited. Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's a hundred percent. Right. I think we've come through like the three courses that are like, all right, those three are going to be, you know, like after like the Rivieras and stuff, which I think he finished fifth at Riviera or something like that too. But like on the hashtag return to golf, these were going to be the three that was like, all right. He might let's see how it goes there. And now, like this week, I don't know if he's in the field in Detroit or not. I think he is. I, I thought he signed so. that like a long time ago that he was Hopefully. playing there. But like that seems like a golf course where it's like he might win by eight. He might win a couple events by eight in and the next you know what I mean? Just to for all the people who say he can't putt, he was tenth in strokes game putting this week as well. Just
2: is FY. this gonna be the new Mackenzie Houston? Did you just say that? Yeah,
1: he was oh, I ninth. Was I thought. No, he was 10th.
0: <laughs> so I was actually correcting you. No, he's ninth. Five point
2: zero four nine.
0: Yeah, he he hasn't finished outside the top ten
2: since uh, Riviera. Well, to your point, and I, I I it was a weird article that was kind of floating around, and I don't know if we got the whole story from Bryson, but his quotes were basically like, "Oh, huh, what the hell?" I
1: that? want to be
2: the house, <laughs> kind of like a, as in a yeah. And I think that's exactly what you mean with yeah, raising the sense. floor of yeah. no, he now the odds have shifted in his favor of like he is going to have to really suck to ever sniff missing a cut.
1: Well, that's why I know we've we've said this on this podcast a couple times, but like watching him and Rory especially, like watching Rory shoot sixty three the other day. I think I tweeted something afterwards, but it's like, oh, cool! Like pretty, you know, mediocre three under sixty three for Rory today. Like he just doesn't have to do anything all that special, and he's just not gonna. He's just gonna make all the birdies. All the par fives are par fours and he's going to have little flip wedges. He's going to like drive it up close to a couple, and, oh, bang. Whoa, Rory shot
3: 64? Holy cow, how did that happen? I, I do want to address the. a lot of people are reaching out whenever anybody shoots a 66. All important. 66s are not created equal. If somebody shoots a 66 on the weekend in blustery conditions at the Honda – it doesn't, like, there's no There's no equivalent to that at the travelers in benign conditions in the first and second round. Well, also, it's got to be two, two, of two, of them. two
2: yeah.
3: 66s. Was, yeah, but but even then, it's a par 70. There's no wind. It's it's benign.
2: Honda's par 70. Just, just no, no. I no, know what you no, mean. No, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, Patton Kazire almost had the full McKenzie Hughes this week. Which, that would have been impressive. That would have. 66, yeah. 66, 66, 67. And so Mackenzie Hughes... Uh, the two bombs he made on 17 and 18 took him from a six-way tie for sixth to a T3 and made him almost $211,000. Like
3: 300000 Canadian dollars.
2: <laughs> six-way tie for sixth is kind of the, you know, the <laughs> new 66. Um, I will say watching he made a huge putt there on 17 and let loose like a really big fist pump, having no crowd noise for that kind of sucked.
3: Yeah. How cool is that, <laughs> that spot that both he and uh, – um, DJ? or I guess DJ was it was on... That was 17.
2: 17. 17. Both yeah, from that, was a, that was a sweet spot. That yeah. pen was great today yeah. on 17. But, um, yeah, I don't... Right, three weeks in, watching golf on TV with no fans, how do we feel?
3: It's not demonstrably different most of the time for me. Yeah, Randy. Total,
2: totally fine. I it's, think,
3: yeah,
1: I think if it's the matter of should we have the event or should we have the event with no fans? No, no, no. I no-brainer. No, so, no, I agree.
2: With, I, that's not the point. I'm saying, like, as a viewing experience, is it... I think there's e- been... Eliminate all other variables. Does it make a difference when you watch on TV? I would in say, like, sense.
1: the the Mackenzie Hughes one that you you pointed out, like, that, that sucked. The Daniel Berger chip-in at Heritage, mm-hmm. I think I was kind of like, all right, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. And then, actually, we'll get into this too, but the Daniel Summerhays uh, playing in Utah, which, like, that would have been an unbelievable scene right. if there were fans there. But other than that, I... I haven't thought about and it. and there's, back po- nine there's Sunday. positives
3: too, because there's no way they can juice all these mics. It's true. With crowd, you're you're, you're going to yeah. get a bunch of morons. That's true. <laughs>
2: yelling. I I think it back nine Sunday though it it tangibly affects like the excitement level from viewing from watching on TV. It was actually there's enough houses at Travelers that yeah. there was some decent crowd noise coming from them. People made a putt and it was kind of refreshing. The, ma- the majors are going to be weird. Yes. I think Augusta could
1: almost, you could convince me that it would be cooler, even. It would yeah. just be, like, extremely tense, which I think would be kind of fun. But, like, a U.S. Open, PGA, I would, no fans, that's going to be very weird. I
2: would yeah. listen to a case for piping in crowd noise. I would listen. <laughs> I would listen to it.
1: We'll, we'll see if, if someone wants to call in and okay. make that case.
2: I would I would. I would hear it.
1: Randy, uh, let's talk about your boy, Phil. <laughs> 63-64 start, or 64-63? 64-63. Shot uh, of life. What uh? What'd you see from him this week? What'd you like?
0: What'd you dislike? Well, I got. I was really excited. Thirty-six hole lead.
1: You
3: were, going into the weekend? You were buoyant on Friday.
0: I was absolutely uh, so excited. <laughs> um, Did you think there was any chance he was winning? Thirty-six holes in. I thought there was a chance for sure. I gun to my head. Would he win? Yes or no? I would probably say no. But uh, I, you know, I, I think that's what remains is like his best. I, he's struggling to. To find his best for four days, but he's still, you know, supremely talented, of course. So yeah, I was I was hoping he could conjure something. It was a big letdown this weekend, though. the, the 71s were um I I wouldn't have expected him to play that poorly, I guess. The uh
1: the bunker yeah. shot out of bounds that has been previously referenced was, was the greatest. Tough. <laughs> it
2: was uh, yeah. that was unbelievable. Serious question for Phil on the back of Did he play last week at Heritage? No. No. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, on the back of three weeks, are we concerned about it? But even on the back of one week at age 50, getting all the way through a weekend, are we concerned about that?
0: Well, yeah, it's been a concern. I I think he... We remain concerned. We we remain concerned.
2: We're monitoring the situation.
0: We're working with local and state officials. And that's where I'm not sure if it's just... His, like, it's it's a, it's a factor of all those things, right? He's he, his age, and for whatever reason, he just struggles to have that consistency over over the course of
3: four days. I can't think of a worse course for Phil to play than Harbertown.
2: I do. That's, 100%. That's, that's <laughs> a, I was like, go to say, went to say, I was like, there's no way he would play that course.
1: Do we, uh, do we need to do a Hamsterdam section on TV this week?
2: Sure. It could be
3: very quick. There was no Lance Barrow this week, so I feel like we need to. Is that right? Yeah. Sellers shy, and the other two were in the were in the. They've got two separate crews now.
0: As the captain, DJ, what are you allotting each person? Um, each person gets ten seconds. It was back to being what it was. and heritage, was a anomaly.
2: I, th- I think is my take,
0: Randy. I thought the four o'clock to five o'clock was especially terrible, and other than that, <laughs> I didn't really notice anything. That's okay. all I have to Thank say. Thank you, Tron.
3: Let's like give a shout out to uh, Mister
1: schnitz uh, uh, <laughs> schnitzler schnitzler that is that right schnitzler the yeah, i think it's alan schnitzler
3: <laughs> alan schnitzer yeah. schnitzer
1: yeah. Yeah, the uh the, the, the travelers sh- guy. The big schnitz that's,
3: yeah that's my 10 seconds okay. alan schnitzer
1: <laughs> dj i thought it was actually pretty good i thought it moved along one thing i would say is i would have loved to hear more ian baker finch talking about being in the wilderness he's talking about brendan todd you know like oh my god this guy completely lost his game yeah I totally relate to that and then that was kind of the end I would have liked to hear a lot like that's the one time where it's like you like make it personal I do actually want to hear from you on this you were you won a major
3: and then you didn't do anything yeah
2: so anyways can
1: I get Baker Finch
2: give me some more pull back the curtain a little bit give me a little more can I get my soapbox Sunday out of the way now because it's tied into that mine was going to be a shout out to Brendan Todd for Mm. how well he's played and it felt like we this kind was of skipped over him, I guess. This was CBS's first time with him, and uh, he won two other events this year. They weren't on the air, and so they were acting like this was his return from the yips, and they said yips about 780 times, and they also said that he had driver yips, which was not the yips he had. He had long iron and fairway wood yips, and it just seemed like they are blowing past like how far, he, how great he's been playing for a very long period of time, and right. he's having a great season. And it was a tough day today. The yips that he's had in the past were not related at all to what happened today to that exact point was just kind of like uh Ian Baker Finch gave us nothing in that regard and it was just it, it's kind of weirdly not shitting on the guy but like more of like making that the narrative about him more than it was he's won twice on on tour this year and as much as we really don't care about the FedEx Cup would have been leading the FedEx Cup again in a year that he would have been like player of the year yes. contender or front runner if yes. easily if,
3: if CBS doesn't cover it it didn't happen
2: that's true yeah that's that's kind of the vibe i got yeah. which was kind of frustrating about Brendan Todd, because yeah, that was, he was going to be my shout out, and I'm kind of tying all that into Solly, it.
3: Sally, what do you think about the dog? Now, now that we're on the mm, coverage, thank stuff. you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> okay. You can't tell me you don't have enough cameras out there. If all you've, right, got, all right. one, if you've got
1: one, everybody's 10 seconds. Is if out. you've got one on the dog, you can't tell me you don't have enough cameras. Objection, out there. Your Honor. Your, t- your, your time is up. Okay. I apologize.
3: I said it up. Tron, yeah. s-
1: <laughs> it's time. I shouldn't reward your bad behavior, but it is time to talk about the Corn Ferry Tour. <sighs> 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 uh, Baby. Daniel Summer Hayes.
2: Quick shout out to Patton Kazir and Scott Stallings had great weeks. That's just one to say. And Kevin up. Nah. Yeah.
1: Shout out to all, shout out to everybody yep. as well. Daniel Summer Hayes playing in Farmington, Utah at uh, Oak Ridge. The Oak Ridge boys. Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge uh, National. Playing at the course where he grew up. You probably had heard whispers of this story if you were on any social media on Sunday afternoon, but he had announced he was before the week, he was going to retire. This was going to be his last event playing at home at the course where he grew up. Very cool, nice send-off. Very legal. Very legal, very cool. He was going to retire, and
0: Randy, what was he going to do? He was going to – I'm being told he was
1: going to – It's
3: gonna, not what, what was he going to do. What, what is he is going He's going
0: to go teach high school and coach golf. high school golf. golf. He's, gonna, cool. he's going to pay – as well, they kept saying, he's going to pay it forward, pay back the game. And my question was, I was curious what he was going to teach, and you guys informed me that uh, – Physical education. That's what I've heard, I believe. Which it's seems like a much, much more comfy gig than dope trying to make games. it on so lower-level golf tours. Starting the week,
1: a very cool story. Farewell to Daniel Summerhays at his home course. Uh, he's going to go do this cool thing that nobody else that I can think of has actually went and done. The story is made exponentially better on Sunday when he goes out and shoots 62. I in thought the he morning. missed the
3: cut. I thought he missed the cut too. <laughs> so they yeah. they put a big uh, compile, you know, a big edited video in front of him on the tee, uh, one of the days, and the Corn Fairy Tour did a, did a great video. He teared up, and then I figured I was like, oh yeah, like he he didn't play well. It was too much for him. He missed the cut. No, he didn't. Check it out. He didn't. <laughs> uh, went out completely just. Blitzed the golf course this
1: morning, shot 62, finished almost three hours before the leaders. But
3: bogeyed his last hole.
1: Bogeyed his last hole, but finished three hours before the leaders. Yeah. The wind gets up in the afternoon. Nobody's able to pass him, so he gets into a playoff. TC, what happens in the playoff?
3: They play the 10th hole, which is like 520 yard or 510 yard par four, really hard, lake in front right of the green. It starts pouring rain, three man playoff. The other two guys make par. He he hit a good putt. Like I, it was on a pretty similar line. It was to, in.
2: It went in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that putt went in.
3: Um, and just didn't just didn't fall. But uh, I will say, Daniel Summerhayes, class act. Uh, tr- like truly a class act. Zach and the Utah guys always always speak speak volumes about him. And I think back to 2017, uh, he almost won the Memorial that year. Played really 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 well and then he did win in
1: columbus his first start his first at the uh, yeah. nationwide children's hospital Open. and
3: then that same summer of 2017 he went to the quicken loans national the cats event in dc i don't know if he was leading at some point during that i just remember him making noise there and then he made noise at john deere that was right when i was getting deep again into sports betting and i was betting <laughs> on him at like 200 to one 250 to one <laughs> You
2: know, how did that go? What <laughs> could have been,
3: man? What could have been?
2: He fin- like it's it was weird to me to watch a career end when yeah. the guy was four years ago, he finished third at the PGA. Yeah, uh, but it, that PGA was faked the 2016 oh, PGA, right? Of course, so I, it's an alleged it PGA been a guilty conscience, yeah. wanted to get out of the game. But so, do, do you think he would have one thing? The only way it's very symbolic, I thought, for a golf career to end on missing out losing by one shot on a great putt that you hit that just like burned the left edge like that that was just like that sums up golf (laughs) and how hard it is and i i'm curious if like if you if he would have won if you think he truly rides off into the sunset
1: i think he would honestly like they they talked to him after the word they talked to him after his round and and he was kind of like you know i don't know who knows it'll it'll be good enough and they basically asked him point blank like if it is you know what do you think you still gonna hang it up he said honestly like yeah I think I will. I think this is a good, you know. I feel like I need to go out, and I'm sure he wants to be at home, spend time with his kids. And it's also, I mean, it's he, super admirable, man. He's he's made plenty of money, and like, who among us wouldn't, uh, you know, applaud somebody who's like, hey, I've I've done what I want to do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with my family.
3: He hadn't played. It's kind of the Loreno Ochoa, yeah.
2: which
1: a few less wins.
3: <laughs> he hadn't played a world golf ranking counting event since. The 2019 a military tribute at the Greenbrier. Mm. So, so I mean, he hadn't played in
2: right. You know, and He missed 14 and 19 months. cuts on the corn ferry. Tour I didn't realize last year. that. Yeah. I thought he was like playing every week. No,
3: That's crazy. and and um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the guy was he was in the top 100 in the world for like a solid two two and a half years. Made 10 million bucks. Yeah. Um, I also want to give just, a shout real out real quick. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I think he blew it. I don't think he should have participated in the playoffs. Right. I think he should have withdrawn shaken hands with the competitors and walked off into the sunset well it's
3: COVID you can't shake hands with the
0: competitors that's true that it would have been very scummy but if, he if he's gonna that. retire what, 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 what does he have to prove in a playoff if he's retiring either way just withdraw you know you've he entered the event this first. week
2: I, I said he should have scooped it if he had a chance to win but yeah
0: he should have scooped his last putt. no I should, he shouldn't have even teed off <laughs> uh, why, why prove it <laughs>
3: Bottom line, it was great to have. That's uh, a great take, Brady. Right? Yeah. It was great to have Corn Fairy back televised this I week. I wish you
2: could see the shit-eating grin on Brady's face right no, now. I am kind of serious his, about
3: in that. In his Sacramento Kings shirt. No,
0: I am kind of serious about that. You really, you don't think he should have shown up for the playoffs? Because for the rest of his life. Well, that would have been sick for sure. Like, who cares? You know, playoff. What? You okay? You finished tied for second. You lost in a playoff. No, screw it. Four rounds. I finished tied for first. That's how I ended things. That would have been epic. If you're ever in the situation, people aren't willing. That's oh. why Tiger should have scooped it Augusta. People aren't willing to do the epic thing in those situations. Which many, uh, man.
3: Well, you also get I'm, DQ'd and don't get any of the money either. That's no, true. not if you pull out of a playoff. No way. Yeah. No. Oh, you're saying you're right? Randy's right. You're saying out of the playoff. Okay. Yeah. I think
0: Summer should have pulled out of the playoff. <laughs> 72 holes, he tied for first. Walk it off.
3: What are the rules on that?
2: No, you're just would be. And it, you didn't you finish get, the hole. You'd get T2.
3: T- t- I, I, at this point, this is a weird time to suggest <laughs> this.
2: I think, and I've been thinking about this, I think a runner-up in a playoff should pay out differently than a true runner-up.
3: It's like when uh, in hockey, when you get an extra point mm. for uh, the overtime uh, loss. for an overtime loss. Or for a sh- uh, for like, you get less points for a shootout win versus a...
2: I just yeah. thought about that. It's like if you if nobody beat you over seventy two holes, I think that's a diff, that's that's different than a solo second.
1: Listen, just I'm showing uh, yeah, sure. that out. I'm there. in for that. I don't know where the money comes from, but I've taken. I, it from I
0: also plus. thought they should have played it off for a second. Then, if you have a three man <laughs> playoff, true. play it all the way off.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to give some more corn fairy shout outs, if I may. Please. Um, they had uh, Wills Alatoris and Braden Thornberry and Theo Humphrey. Uh, the first two of which I was very excited to watch. Fantastic viewing. They had the hot mics all week. Great to have Perks and Berko back in the booth. Uh, actually, from Orlando. From Orlando. They, they weren't even in the booth. It was great to have Corn Ferry back on TV after two weeks of not Holy
2: on TV. shit. What? Big breaking news. What? Sorry. NBC is broadcasting this year's U.S. Open, and Fox has just ended its 12-year contract with the USGA, according to Doug Ferguson at the Whoa. Associated Press. Sorry, if you want to finish your Cornberry note there. but No, that
3: was all I had. And Ryan Ruffles.
2: Ryan Ruffles. Tough scene. And Huber. On your- and Huber had a great run. Yeah, yeah he said, yeah, Huber had a
3: great run. He said it was tough to control the distance on wedges at 4,000 feet, which, bud, next week you're at 5,500 feet, so you got to get used to that. <laughs> Holy shit.
2: Three people with direct knowledge of the change say it came together in the last two weeks. They spoke on condition of anonymity. I can never say that word because the deal has not been announced. An announcement is expected Monday. Tough scene for Holy Mark Louie Holy shit! That sucks. Fox
3: is the best.
2: Oh, we need time to process this. I think this might be. I guess we'll Whoa. we'll be discussing this maybe later this week. I don't know. What, I don't know what
1: to say. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We're gonna have to think on this for a bit. But I extremely extremely get reaction. I, I don't know if maybe Fox got hit mega hard with uh covid stuff and just the contract didn't make sense anymore i have no idea or it's just a good out yeah a convenient but then like out.
3: all right so so i think that brings us to something nbc nuked golf channel this week yeah and then they want to spend yeah. another well, that was going be couple only, hundred million dollars a year on the us open that was going to be the only other the last sense? thing
1: on the agenda was the massive uh golf channel layoffs that were announced this week which we kind of, you know, you could see around the corner. You could kind of see what was coming a few months ago when the Golf Channel announced that they were moving their headquarters to Stamford, Connecticut, which is kind of where the rest of the NBC Sports operation was. Uh, but they made that pretty official with employees this week and and basically announced, "Hey, we're going to uh, we're going to pretty much replace almost all of you, and uh, a few of you will have the opportunity to reapply for your jobs
0: should you so be interested."
3: Rip the soul out of the. Can ag- you explain?
0: To me, because I don't really know, I, I don't keep up on the broadcast stuff as much as you guys. Are, are they replacing all these people? Or are those people's responsibilities being taken over by people currently employed in Stanford? That's what I, I didn't know. Like, why? I don't. If know, you're just going to hire new people yeah. in Stanford. Why wouldn't they bring them? No, it's, it seems like there's a lot. Come. There's
3: a lot of efficiencies with, uh, and I sound like one of the bobs, <laughs> uh, but it sounds like there's a lot of efficiencies because they're going to be in like with NBC Sports Network. If they're already existing studios, they don't have to hire or, or employ a whole different couple sets of so, so camera the, operators. I think it will be a little, a little of both. So it's probably. not like
0: they're hiring a ton of people up in Connecticut, no. okay. and that's what which I, makes sense. That's like, what why I think. Would they, yeah. yeah, and that's what I think the reapply thing was
1: for is the jobs that will just transfer. I'm, I'm guessing those were the ones that were more like we'd love for you to reapply, but the ones that are like, hey, we have a graphics person already in Connecticut. We don't need a, to bring a second graphics person. Graphics person, I think that was yeah, that's probably things. the uh, the vibe. Which, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be shitty for golf golf fans. I don't see literally any upside whatsoever to this for the uh, consumer.
0: Right? No, it sucks for all the individuals, and I I don't say this like to make light of that at all. But I will say like the NBC Sports presentations that they do in other sports are really good. Like so, really top so, of the business. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I'm not really pessimistic about
1: that. I guess. No, I think that's I think that's an interesting point, but I wonder if yeah, I wonder how much like institutional golf knowledge you're losing on that stuff, you know what I mean? like if you're not having if you're losing producers and you're losing like the people who are really making these things go, and the people you're keeping are the executives who, as I believe i I mentioned on Twitter, like basically the people who have have thought like, what you know, I know what real golf fans want, which is like, really toothless morning shows and like paid luxury resort advertorials. Like that's what people really like. If those are the people that are keeping their jobs, like, I don't think, you know, the slick production of NBC sports is really going to make anything better. But
3: And it seems like it's more, you know, it's just a wave. Like the tour is going to take over a lot of the elements too at PGA Tour Entertainment. It's state-run media.
1: We'll see. We'll see. doesn't seem good, but... You got any more info? I can't on?
2: process my thoughts right now. I'm just like. <laughs> well,
0: talk to it Let me play interviewer then. Like, what off the top of your head? Like, what are what are some of the big ramifications? Well, I, Fox
2: is like the the only innovator. Because
0: I know, but let me ask yeah. for the people who okay. may be listening that don't, <laughs> that don't know.
2: Fox is the only one that's innovated anything over the last several years. In my mind, they've changed the way shot how frequently shot tracers used. They have done so many good, like really long segments of commercial free they've given you audio that's better than anything that we've gotten in in TV and they've shook up this infrastructure that's heavily tied to CBS and NBC that is an issue especially with like tour run events like just with the commercial load and everything like that it's been the best viewing experience i think to watch golf on fox some people don't love the commentary For, they, they did dress a horrible first year how far they've they've, they've come. come so yeah. far and they are in a, like they are the only ones that seem to be Proactive in getting ahead of the curve and trying to be th- be different, and now we're back to just these two networks again.
1: Maybe Johnny will come back.
2: Oh, it's for sure back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back.
3: Well, <laughs> it, it, it seemed like also that that Fox treated it like a lost leader. Yeah, you know, it was like a prestige play for them, and and now that now with NBC, it's you know, it's it's like I, I don't know if Fox had an out or if NBC, you know, it's like is the USGA taking him? Big financial hit too. Yeah, I have no idea because they were getting a freaking blank check from Fox. Yeah, I
1: don't know how the economics
2: of that worked. It basically came out to like ninety-one million a year.
1: No, I know what it was. Yeah. I just don't know how. Yeah,
2: I don't either. <laughs>
0: I don't know how that. I
2: hope could somebody work. keeps
0: televising make, the amateurs and the well, lower-level events. That's what I loved Fox about Fox had, the most. Fox
3: had cut back on that they the last had, couple of years, yeah. which was disappointing.
0: Yeah, because nobody else—it's their yeah. rights, so nobody else can pick it up and.
3: we're like even like U.S. Open sectionals, Golf Channel used to treat it. It was like in all its glory. It was like Golf's Longest Day, and they did studio shows and all that. I think Golf Channel
1: was doing a lot of that to kind of slurp the USGA to try to get the next rights deal, and they really like blew it out of the water this one year. And then the USGA was kind of like, oh. Great Job, but like, we're gonna go with Fox.
3: Well, maybe they'll start reslurping.
1: Hopefully, it finger. That's all we need some <laughs> reslurping. That's the best we can hope for. All right, well, we're gonna listen. Rest assured, we're gonna dive in. <laughs> Solly's gonna be up working the phones. Adam Schefter is gonna be doing his thing. Uh, I mean, trying to get some info on it,
2: this. Somebody that's that is not bacon has already slid in and be like, uh, I was, I had no idea. Somebody that was gonna be involved in it just said, it like, yeah, I had absolutely no idea until two minutes ago. So Dang. this is, it just, I didn't even heard a rumbling Props or anything. Props to Fergie.
3: We were, I was dogging him earlier
2: on, you know. Holy what shit! What a scoop! God, this might suck for a lot for golf fans. Um, Potentially. Well, should that? I always enjoyed the NBC production of, of the U.S. Open, but I just felt Fox. like we needed some, some, someone to buck like, the trend.
3: You need an upstart incumbent challenger. Yes. Yeah,
2: Fox was a uh, a
1: beacon of light. It was something we could point to to say, like, at least those guys were doing yeah. something different.
2: The more that I think about it, the more I'm like, all right, when they entered into the contract, they probably thought they'd be a player for the rights deal when it came up. And now that they are no longer a player in the rights deal, maybe they were looking to get out of this as soon yeah. as they could.
1: Possibly. Well, maybe that takes us into our uh, you hate to see it
2: segment. <sighs> That's uh, something that you most definitely hate to see.
0: Uh, anybody want to kick us off? Yeah, I have kind of a benign one. Um, Runner-up, I personal note, I hated to see Mickelson's weekend. But more than that, uh, I I hated to see uh, Sahith Thegala mm. from Pepperdine miss the cut. I was hoping to see a little bit more of him play. He was a big name in college golf this year. Obviously, the college golf uh, men's championships and women's championships were canceled. Um, so that was somebody I was hoping would do really well this week, but he missed the cut.
3: I've got a story about him. Sure. So he slid into the DMs this week and said, uh, I don't know if he played college golf with him at Pepperdine. And uh, I don't know if it was his freshman year or sophomore year. So Heath went out on the range, and he was purposely shanking balls on the range. And his coach asked him, hey, why are you why are you doing that? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to psych out my opponent. <laughs> <laughs> That's All
0: amazing. Right. Well, I'm weighing hey, on you him, have, pre- you
2: have my attention. <laughs> uh, Solly, do you have another? You hate to see I it. do, yeah. There just seems to be a lot of whinging uh, going on in relation to continued whinging in relation to the official world golf rankings starting up. <laughs> I haven't
3: heard anything for the last Andy 10 days.
2: Sullivan took to social media <laughs> or, uh, there's an article that was, had a bunch of quotes from Andy Sullivan kind of complaining about how far he'd fallen in the rankings and how their livelihood is based on these. And it's how they get into WGCs again, missing the point that the fields are set for the WGCs. This is not going to have a tangible impact. Uh, How Tong Lee's caddy was on Twitter saying like you know as he's Fallen from 81 to 91 which uh,
3: isn't Hal Tong Lee's true? caddy like the, the one that did, didn't he bring? he his had never caddied before at the President's Cup. I don't President's know. Cup?
2: I don't know. He no. I, I I don't know who he brought to the President's That'd
3: Cup. That'd be but,
0: sick if that guy was making noise. Uh, <laughs> he, brought, he brought his <laughs> trainer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who had never yeah. caddied before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
2: I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it's but, it's uh, his beau
0: caddy that was making noise about the OWGR. The that
2: best. Makes. He was complaining about it, and he's like he's saying about how Tong couldn't play, and he he dropped in the rankings, and how Tong was eligible for the events. He just didn't come <laughs> play. It just seemed like t- people are totally missing the point and it's all people it's all people from the European tour that are all still up in arms about the world ranking system. That's all you hate to see and that's just something you hate to see Tron what do you hate to see? First of all
3: I hate to see JT miss the cut both Poston and Justin Thomas. When Justin Thomas misses a cut I'm starting to get worried. It's unsettling It's unsettling. He's one of the far and away one of the top three or four players in the world there's no reason he should be missing cuts especially at a place like Hartford he actually uh, drove it well this week too. Right. <laughs> but I really, really hate to see Massimo
2: <laughs>
3: and uh, Aunt Becky. And Aunt Becky get booted from Bel Air Country Club. Wow. Well,
1: let me a quick point of correction. They did not get booted. They resigned. Their membership. You well, they were. You can't kick us out. We quit. Yeah, they were. The membership was waffling on whether <laughs> the they were going to be kicked out or not. So
3: they were. They were suspended, but while they were going to, like, they were going to be suspended concurrent with their prison term. Right. They were going to be reinstated once they got out of the box. And this former president, you know, say, pulled out the whole class act, the whole like, I'm a, I'm a gentleman thing. Gentlemen
1: like, are not felons, and, Thereby, felons, and felons are and not felons gentlemen. are not
3: gentlemen. <laughs> and, uh, and and he said it would it cause irreparable harm. I to believe, everyone at the club, I believe he said, Air's a laughing stock, yeah. amongst clubs yeah. now, Na- worldwide laughing stock." And so, sure enough, um, you know, they said, "You know what? We quit. We're out. We out this bitch." Later. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I, I hope they enjoy Riviera. So you hate to see that. <laughs> uh, one thing I hated to see was uh, uh, Randy again, your boy mm. Phil Mickelson. We didn't really mention the joggers. I know that was that was part of it, but it just kind of feeds into this. Far be it for me to suggest midlife crisis would be the word prolonged but, midlife crisis. Uh, you got the joggers, you got the sunglasses, and now, uh, a report this week that he's filed to trademark the term hit bombs. Uh, hopefully, in the
3: hitting bomb,
1: we got to get that in now while we can because hopefully, it's trademarked exactly. Uh, with the intent to start a clothing line of the same name. Uh, And I just really struggle, Randy, yourself included, and maybe as the poster child for this, the people who are still on board is like, God, I just ride for (laughs) Phil Mickelson, man. I love that dude. He's my guy. None of those people, to a man, none of those people should be wearing hats or shirts that say hit bombs. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense, and you really hate to see that. We didn't
3: even talk about the sunglasses either.
1: Which 100, like, book it. Maybe our friends at DraftKings can help build a market on this. The sunglasses, there's some financial play oh, with, for sure, with yeah. the sunglasses. It's
2: going to happen. It'll come out in like a couple weeks. But you,
1: you hate to see that. It feels like some some people are really going to get taken advantage of, uh, you know, losing some of their hard-earned money for some ugly hit-bomb shirts.
0: Moving on to the rub of the green segment. We can move through this quickly. Randy. Well, speaking of Mickelson, I got rubb- I got rubbed of the green on Saturday. I was really excited. Of course, he's in the lead going into the weekend. I know he's going to be in the final group. Like, this is gonna be cool. I'm gonna watch golf Saturday afternoon, really excited for it for the first time in a while. I go out, do my usual Saturday morning thing. I think I was at the coffee shop reading and I pull up the leaderboard. It's around noon, twelve thirty, maybe. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, let me see how if anybody's making an early move. And little did I know they'd already played the whole mm. damn third round. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the first time here. And I is. saw Mickelson shot 71, and it kind of just torpedoed my whole, like, <laughs> excitement for Saturday. <laughs> That's rub of the green. Though. That was
1: a rub of the green. Well, I'll build off that. I really didn't have a good one. I was just going to say nothing more than the weather. And uh, part of the the weather, why I bring it up, is I'd like to get some more kind of standard week-over-week TV ratings. I'd like to kind of see see how we're trending here because – from everything I saw, it didn't really seem like the big, you know, the Schwab week was, what, 2.6 million or something? I'm trying to remember that off the top of my head. I could be wrong there. But Heritage, with a massive, massive weather delay, was right around 2 million. And so I'm just curious how, you know, I'd like to get just a normal a normal week, see how many people are watching golf in this whole, you know, there's no, there's no competition.
3: These numbers are going to be massive. And I, I'm not totally sure that well, they are. Well, Deej, I got good news for you. Probably gonna get an an email in your inbox first thing tomorrow morning from Jeff Sizlinski from from Golf Channel with the ratings in them.
2: Well, we'll see. It definitely felt like things are kind of getting back to normal. At least for me personally, too, of like you know the excitement of golf being back. Like third week is kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's what it's like to watch golf yeah. on TV. So uh, you have a rub of the green. I do. Uh, just to follow up on Randy's very similar experience. I'm on my way to furniture shop, which we had mm. planned for Saturday morning. And pull up my app and see that they have already teed off and are playing and realizing I'd booked six straight hours of furniture shopping and I missed the whole thing. But my rub of the green, of course, would be with the tournament on the line and, of course, very little, you know, not much risk (laughs) with DJ teeing it up on the 15th hole Pulls three wood and yanks it dead towards the water, and it hits a very random strip of rough and plugs in the bank. Uh, doesn't plug in the bank. He actually could play it off the bank, uh, and the ball stayed up for DJ as twice. He, twice. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, <laughs> in reality, well, in reality, it ended up kind of playing as if there would have as a pen, would have right. been a penalty. So it didn't end up really, you know, so maybe affecting they were Dicks, playing a
1: long game on you. He had an
2: opportunity to you know expand the lead. He could have got that up and down in theory. He could have chipped it on the green. Um, and, and made a play there. But that is the rub of the green. That Tron. ball staying up. Tron, did you have a good one?
3: Not really. I was My rub of the green was going to be like rub of of the green stuff, of the money. All these guys got these didn't COVID use, stipends. Didn't we use, use that, that one last week? That one last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it again, baby. Uh, all right. This last. is, is Trud's
1: version of his own 66-66. <laughs> exactly. Last thing, uh, the Soapbox Sunday. Solly, I know
0: you, you did yours already. Randy, sure. kick us off. I was just going to point out, I'm coming back to Mickelson. I I firmly believe those were not joggers he was wearing today. I think they were just extremely tapered men's pants. Uh, they did not have the elastic cuff that you might have seen I, other I, gentlemen wearing I joggers. I they did. No, they didn't. I looked at a close-up. and From what I could tell, from what my research uh, seemed to suggest, they were, they were zipped. They had uh, a, a very couple-inch zip at the very bottom of the pants, but there was no elastic cuff at the bottom. Therefore, therefore, I say, no joggers. Uh, well, that's good to let the record and show. They, and they were just extremely tapered.
3: Tron? Soapbox Sunday. Special time for everyone. Gosh. Where should I go with this?
0: <laughs> He's going to take a piss on a lot <laughs> of things.
3: I, I was going to talk about Will Gordon, but we already, we already talked about Will Gordon. Uh, I was going to talk about Ryan Ruffles if he if he won. Obviously he didn't. I am going to talk about Thursday.
0: <laughs> I shall talk about myself. Tron, why don't you tell us what happened? <laughs> Randy, on why Thursday? don't you tell us what happened <laughs> on Thursday? Do you want? I have two takes. I have an optimist take and a and a pessimist take. I Which I want would both. You like? I want both of them. Uh, let's start with the pessimist take. I think you've made the the the. Decision to go left-handed as a money-making decision whereby you have a severely reduced quota and it helps you win money in our Thursday game. That's the pessimist take. The optimist take is I was blown away by how quickly not only you broke 100, but have shown rapid improvement and um, you shot a 93 on Thursday, which was good enough for second place in our Thursday game. Uh, And so my hat's off to you.
3: Thanks, Randy. I couldn't have said it any better. Myself.
0: <laughs> it was a triumph for the
3: human. And spirit. I will say, I'm playing golf. It's the third time I've ever played golf left-handed. One follow-up question: Are we you were
0: playing the green tees, which I believe Correct. are those the forward at Jacks Beach? No, they're they're one back. One back from the, they're are, senior tees. Are we considering moving back anytime soon? I've
3: talked to my consultant, Panther Chris, Panther Mike's father, Chris Foley, up in Minnesota. He said, you know what, Tron? Let's wait till we break ninety. Before we move back to the whites, which I think the whites are around six thousand, yeah. that's going to be my my kind of forever home. Lefty, I'm not getting off the tee at all. I was really proud of myself. No I, speed whatsoever. I, I was in no bunkers. I lost one golf ball, and I didn't make anything higher than a double.
2: Just like at at, at the old course, exactly. No bunkers, exactly. But, but
0: <laughs> it, it, it is indeed impressive. It's so, remarkable.
3: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried I'm going to, and I hadn't touched a club in two weeks.
2: The remarkable thing is you made a 12 during the lefty
3: challenge video. Yeah. I also almost birdied the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Tron,
1: it was a truly inspirational week. And, uh, I think I speak for everyone when I say we can't wait to follow your progress. Thanks. TJ. Keep, that keep that means posted. a lot.
3: Randy, yeah. your, your words mean a ton. Thank you. All. you uh, your actions up.
0: inspire <laughs> millions
1: of if
3: generation.
0: You're,
1: <laughs> if you're done pumping yourself, I, uh, I will move on. Uh, Soapbox Sunday, quick one for the uh, – shout out to the National Links Trust. A lot of people were talking about this early in the week, but uh, they got through the National Park Service a contract to take over uh, management of three Washington, D.C. golf courses and also secured a bunch of investment to redesign them, to uh, renovate them, whatever, you know, of course, restore them, whatever the whatever the word is. Uh, Tom Doak will be doing uh, – restoring Walter Travis's reversible golf course at East Potomac. The Hance golf course design is doing Rock Creek Park, uh, which is a William Flynn design. And Bo Welling, of course, the uh, architect of record for Mr. Cat, will be doing uh, Langston, which is a, a very historic one there in D.C. So shout out to all the people involved in that. I think we Muni Golf is very uh, – close to all of our hearts and if cool you, to see a massive project like that get off the
0: ground.
3: If you build it, they will come.
0: Exactly. Would any timetable on that out of curiosity? Uh I don't
1: know. I'm sure the uh, shout out of course to uh Andy and the the crew at the Fried Egg. They've been following that closely that story closely for a couple of years now and I think Outpost they're kind, club was yeah, instrumental I think in they're it. kind of the the uh you know, journalists of record on that story. So go to the Fried Egg's website if you want to read more about that. I think
3: that's all I got, guys. Can I say one more thing? I'm chipping it <laughs> better than I ever am. <laughs> that, that, that cannot be downplayed. Like I've, I'm, I, you have
2: to be if you're shooting 93 left-handed. I'm headed.
3: flashing so hard right now, like flops. Any, anything inside of 50 yards, I'm putting in the five-foot circle right the now. The five-foot circle? Yeah.
2: I feel like you should, you I, should now be shooting I can't, lower I can't,
3: I can't make the five-footers. <laughs> okay. That's the problem. I can't putt, but
2: uh, you get there. When will you break 80?
3: Uh, the old course in April. If not before it, that, you
2: have it circled on the couch. can. You yeah. can you avoid every bunker at the old course? That
3: well, you can question. miss left all day That's at the true. old course.
2: That's true. Interesting,
3: boys. That was a
2: fun one. I I, I haven't recovered from the fox thing. i I'm, yeah. You've been shook for I'm, a while. I'm genuinely flustered. And I'm very upset. So let's let's just end it with that. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club
0: today. Honey, that's better than most. How about him? That is
1: better than most. Better than most!
3: (laughs) Expect anything.